Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few, the Rangers podcast. My name is Carl McDuff and joining me for a very last minute impromptu show covering Rangers 4-0 win over Willem Tway. Scott Hodge, how are you doing? Not bad, aye. That was quite a mouthful there. Uh, I know, it was. Um, <laughs> a disclaimer here, I'm one, I'll be honest, I'm two glasses of wine down. I'm high on adrenaline. That's. I was really nervous about this game, Scott. We've studied them. We have studied them. Oh, it was a brilliant performance. Tremendous. Um, aye. It's, I mean, obviously, the Hibs at the weekend, I think everybody was a bit nervous and even had people saying there was like two camps, wasn't there? Like, oh, I just want to get out of Europe, focus on the league. But um, you never want Rangers to lose. So it's a great performance and very professionally done. Yeah. And... I, I was in the latter camp on the on Sunday show. I said, I absolutely said that I knew it was my emotions getting to me a wee bit, but I seen this game as a distraction because it was just raw after doing points against Hibs. Um, I'm feeling completely different now, but let's, uh, let's look at the game itself. Uh, no real surprises in the starting lineup except maybe Alan McGregor and goals for John McLaughlin. So we're going to come on to McGregor um, in due course, but did you think that was the right move at the time? See the situation we're in at the moment? I honestly don't really... I'm not too bored who plays because they're both are playing so well. I made a point on on Sunday that uh, McGregor's maybe a bit better with his feet at shot-stopping, which was clear in this game. So... Great analysis there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to leave you, kidding on. Um, but I, so I, I, um, 
I think just with his European experience, to be honest, John McLaughlin's not really got that. Um, you know, I know he was at lower leagues in England and uh, in in Hearts. You know, maybe a couple of qualifiers, but realistically, how far have they got in Europe? And you look at Al McGregor, basically took us to a UEFA Cup final. He's been tremendous the past two seasons in Europe. Actually, actually said he was a player um, of the Europa League sort of last season. So, not a real shock. Maybe just because he's not as match fit as John McLaughlin, it is a bit of a surprise. But, you know, it proved that it was the right decision in the end. Yeah. Uh, I think he did, yeah. Uh, the rest of the Rangers lineup was Tavernier, Golson, Hillander, Barisic, midfield three of Arfield, Kamara and Davis, and then a front three of Kent, Haji and Morelos. So in this game, I think everybody expected this to to be um, a, a game where both teams fancied their chances and both teams would go for it. And I think it's fair to say that's what it was. Um, Rangers were very forward-thinking, but we looked awful shaky at the, at the back, um, especially when they had the bar earlier on. Was that with when McGregor palmed it out? Aye, aye. So that was that was his only real mistake of of the game, um, and you just think how different that could have been if if that had went in. You know, the the mentality of going one down and to you know claw back it's it's huge. So we did get away with one uh, just there, and it's very uncharacteristic of of McGregor to make that mistake. But thankfully, you know, it hit the hit the bar. I I really fancied Rangers for a goal before the game tonight, or a goal or two, but as soon as they had the bar, I was thinking, is this Rangers, I don't know, like, self-explosion, like, self-exploding after Hibs, or is this going to be a long night? And I, I did fear for the worst at, at that point, but my fears, um, <laughs> my fears weren't hanging about for long. Ryan Kent, maybe about, what, 18, 20 minutes in, uh, He's running into the box and the defender clips some slides in, clips him and referee points for a penalty straight away. I'll be honest, I turned around and said to you, that's a dive. Um, looking back in the replay, aye, he makes contact. It doesn't matter if he's looking for it or not. It's a clear penalty and, they, and he makes contact. How good is it having a decent referee, by the uh, way? I said, I said that to you. It's That's in the league football. It's not given. <laughs> I don't care what you say. It's not given in Scotland, so... Um, yeah, it's nice to have some some good refereeing standard around. To be honest with you, I think the referee sort of handled the game well, and he um, there was no controversy in terms of you know he got all the big decisions right. I felt so it makes such a difference. But that was just terrific from Kent. Just his pace took him away and. You could tell it was going to be, you know, there was going to be contact or, or whatever. So, um, yeah, it was fantastic from Kent. Then up steps James Tavernier. And I said to you on Sunday, when's the last time we had a penalty? I really want one just to see who takes it. Because I didn't think it would be Tav. Obviously, as well, um, as well documented what happened last year with Tavernier missing a couple, then passing it to Morelos, who... Missed in the League Cup final. And Arfield who missed and <laughs> happen. Um, well, so many of our support are quick 
quick to criticise James Tavernier and I'm going to come out and say fair fucking play him that took balls absolute balls and that that took the courage of a captain just to take the penalties again I know this isn't the biggest game in the world it's well it, it does mean a lot it's a, it's a one-off qualifier but for the a lot of the fans we are thinking we want to concentrate in the league to put yourself back in the firing line and then to take such a calm composed penalty absolutely fair play you'd have uh, you think if if he missed it the you're right the the, the amount of criticism that's going to go in his head if he if he misses that so I feel feel fair play to him for for you know stepping up to to actually hit the penalty um, would, would you think he'd have hit it if it wasn't for his fiftieth Rangers goal or was he just wanting that <laughs> oh was that was that his fiftieth Rangers goal that was his fiftieth Rangers oh, well, goal so you uh, wonder if that had a wee wee bit in his his mind like just he wants. He wants the record or whatever, so... Maybe I'm giving him too much credit then. <laughs> but I genuinely think that he was open to more criticism than he was praise if he went... Um... It's a sort of lose-lose for him as well, because if he if he doesn't take it... You know, there was there was a, a lot of criticism when the, the one at Hamden where he didn't hit. And it was like, oh, he's a shite bag, he's a shite bag. But then when he misses, he misses it. It's oh, why the why are you hitting it? Why are you not handing it over to the likes of Morelos or anything? So he, he can't win. So I at least it went in. I mean, I, I, if I was him, I wouldn't have been hitting it down the middle anyway. But uh, <laughs> rumour has it every time it rains, some Rangers fan shouts "fuck sakes, Tav." <laughs> um, moving on to the second goal, which came shortly after, and Alfredo Morelos had quite a piss poor shot. <laughs> from maybe about 20, 25 yards out. The keeper fumbled it and Kent runs in with the tap-in. I mean, it was an absolute blatant keeper error, but I'm going to say you force these errors when you take a fucking shot from outside the box. Take a shot outside the box. It was wet conditions. It was a little slippy. So I go and and have an effort. And I I think the, the, the one thing I took from that goal... Like more than the keeper mistake and anything is following the shots in, you know what I mean? Anticipating that there's gonna be a deflection, there's gonna be a you know, drop ball or something. I don't think we're doing that as well in the past couple of seasons under Gerard. So I think now that we're playing this formation with the sort of two number tens as we call it, I think there has been a bit more, you know, take a chance, go in and follow it, follow the shots in. because um, let's face it, if Ryan Kent and Hadji were playing as wingers they wouldn't have been in there they would have it's isolated and it is like the keeper would have got away with that but now the fact that they're playing close at the striker they can move in and you know as you can see it in Ryan Kent's number I said to you I'd I'd like to see his numbers compared to last season because I wouldn't be surprised if he was you know at the same level or just below it because he's he's been an absolute fire he he was excellent tonight and we'll come to him for the next role but before we get to that we're sitting at 2-0 at this point. Obviously, it's a one-off game away. Goals don't count. I still have a fear in my belly at this point that that's not enough. We need a third goal to kill it. And I think towards the end of the set, first half and the beginning of the second half, we do look a bit ropey. Um, this is when McGregor, he, he pulls off some fantastic saves, as you were saying, with his, uh, you know, putting his body on the line um Saving with his feet and stuff, I think. Uh, I think any doubts I had about McGregor coming into the starting lineup 
before the game, he's absolutely shut me up. Definitely. Um, just on the, the defence, I mean, I, we've came away 4 0 winners, and obviously, where that comes a clean sheet, but do you think we need upper, upper gear uh, defensively? I think um, in terms, you can't really say that because there's only been one game, well, barring the Leverkusen game, that we've, we've conceded and it was a poor show. So I'll ask you, would you take out of, you know what I mean, nine, ten games and we conceded one of them, would you take that right now? Of course. Of course of I would. Of course you would. Yeah. So I don't think we can be overly harsh on them. If, Everybody has a half day. It's just the thing I said on on Sunday is about how they react and the fact that it's as if if one player has a bad game, everybody goes off the boil. If you know what I mean, so like it affects all the performance. So that's where you need to be a bit more individually stronger. So, it was our first time playing against two. If anything, we need to be a bit more, you know, a bit more set up, if you know what I mean, and structured when we're playing two up front. The amount of pre-match analysis that goes in at all clubs nowadays is unbelievable. I mean, you talk, you listen to the gaffer's press match conference yesterday and he's saying, you know, he's talking about games, he's what he bet, he watched them against Feyenoord last season, he's watched, you know, the one or two games they've played this season, so they obviously know how they're going to set up unless it is a big change, you know what I mean? He knew they were going to play a 4-2-3-1 been relatively comfortable against that so I think the bigger test is we knew Hibs were probably going to play two up top on Sunday we just didn't we shouldn't I, I don't know the game plan didn't work or we've not done enough structure to how to handle two up front so yes I, I think we just need to look at it it was one blip and not let the heads drop you know I mean the, the boat the two centre halves contributed to two goals tonight you know that so, you know, um, I think um, I think if I'm balancing my own point out, when the defenders looked shaky, they are up against a very very good side. Now, out with Celtic, Rangers won't play a better side than that. Um, I'm just going in the form last season and uh, the start of this season as well. Obviously, we we beat them four 0 but they're a step above anybody else in the league, bar Rangers and Celtic. So maybe it's a bit too harsh to point out. Yes. The, the the centre half slip let their striker through for a couple of chances McGregor had to bail us out but every every team in every game is going to have chances at this level so maybe I'm, I'm being a bit too harsh yeah. yeah and you look three three out of the four defenders scored tonight you know so <laughs> <laughs> maybe change your formation now you stick them up to <laughs> so come to the third goal and it's a great ball in from the left uh, from Ryan Kent and as you mentioned, as you alluded to, the second defender scored, Philip Hellander. So that's, um, before we get to Kent, our centre-halves are always going to be a goal threat from uh, set-pieces regardless. Even if we look at, well, we've not really seen Balogun, but the other four, Cartage, Edmondson, who won't be featured much, and then Golson Hollander. That's such a... I think um, we downplay how much a threat we have. Absolutely, no. Um, yeah, as you say, all of them have came up with big big goals and um, 
and really helped us out. So it's it's really nice, really nice to see. And you know, I'd I'd hope that we're we're doing a lot of work into set pieces. You know, both offensively and defensively, because there has been times where we've conceded stupid goals from from set pieces. But then, you know, you look in the flip side where we're contributing a lot, and you know, the majority of our set pieces attacking are our defenders hitting them and. <laughs> Our centre halves attacking them is is it's quite strange to think, but it's either Barisic or, or Tav getting the balls in, and our main threats are going to be Balogun, Hollander, and Goldson. So, um, I would hope that there's a lot of um, a lot of work going into that because it is such a a threat. And you know yourself if the if the strikers are having an off day, sometimes you need, you know, a, a centre half goal to bail you out. We didn't need it build out the day but that'll give them a lot of confidence going forward and hopefully they can they can put some I mean I don't know what a target for a centre half is maybe five goals is that real it should be realistic goals and scored two already Anders got um, I think he's only got one but you know what I mean it's um, you know they should be saying like, many competitions is healthy I'm a fan of the every every player on the pitch bar the goalkeeper has a target to score a goal or score X amount of goals because that was a big downfall from us last season. When Morelos was off the boil, we had no one who was even remotely capable of chipping in with goals, and you know, that's result speaks for itself. We know how last season ended, or we know how last season was looking to end before it got called. But I, you know, whether it's a centre half, so have have five goals as your target. Midfielders, maybe closer towards the, the likes of your Kent Hadji, 15. I think we need to start doing that a bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although, what what uh, target would you put in Stephen Davis and Kamara? I think there's more chance of me scoring the Ibrooks and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then putting the ball in the nest. <laughs> Just on going Kamara. So, there was um, an occasion, I think it was towards the end of the fir- uh, first half, it was like, it was like the ball did Ronaldinho, by the way. He was, um, you know, that bit when he's um, shimmied it in the box and played the ball through. I think uh, I think we need to look at playing him a bit further forward at times. It's, it's, it's crazy how how skillful he is and how defensive he is. Like, you don't... There's not many players that you associate somebody being so neat in the ball and, and, and playing nice passes. But does not doesn't necessarily pass forward a lot. It doesn't take on players a lot. It's it's quite strange, but it really is. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, uh, just before you forget, after three 0 what were you vouching for? A couple of subs, and you were moaning that they they didn't come till till later on, eh? Yeah. Before we get to the subs, so the player one of the the three players I wanted off was Ryan Kent, but. We can uh, for me he was my man of the match tonight. Yeah. Um he just looked he looked dangerous. <laughs> I mean he's out of the first three goals he's um he's created two and scored the, the other one. Uh but beyond that the Valentich has looked on the back foot every time he got the ball. Yeah. Yeah. No, um and as I said, yeah, a great game. Sorry, first of all, he was, he was, he was, you know, up to his, up to his normal standard. Maybe not his best game against against Hibs, but you know he's back to to the form that he's he's been in. So that's that's really good to see. But what I said to you again, 
if he gets injured, we are in a very very big pickle. Yeah. Which came on to why I was pissing and moaning <laughs> yeah. like a fucking wee lassie. Um, so three now up. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. I think that is, I think you can safely say, barring a disaster, that we're comfortable. I mean, there's what, 35 odd minutes left. I think the point I made to you was that. It was very, it was quite an early third goal, which is which is great. I think it was about fifty five minutes or something. Mm-hmm. We got the third goal. There is a significant portion. If they get a goal back, it is a bit shaky, shaky. You know what I mean? I think he wanted to leave it five ten minutes, get the 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 subs up to you know speed, you know warming up, um, and just kill the game a wee bit. You know, take not as much pace. You know, going forward, just kill it off a wee bit. You know, I'm sure. Well. If it was a two-legged affair, he might have made that sub, you know, because um, there's plenty of time. But just needs one-off legs. If mm. they get a goal, which, you know, they, they did have one, it was chopped. I think that was a 4-1. But, yeah. you know, if they did, there could have been a chance. It's a real significant... By that point, if they got a goal back, I, I would have trusted Rangers' siege mentality. So as much as we are criticising um, how they are defensively when they're have a go at teams when Rangers um, have that siege mentality in Europe they're, they're very very good and very hard to break down but three now up I'm thinking I'm thinking to Motherwell maybe that's a bit premature for me but I'm thinking we don't have anyone that can replace what Kent does Borna Barisic was on a booking uh, so again thinking to Galatasaray as well and I think he's been carrying a knock since he came back from international duty I'm thinking he has to come off I'm also thinking Kemal Roof is out Itten isn't quite up to speed as of yet and I don't fancy Jermaine Defoe starting against Motherwell. So if Etten hands to Morelos, we're up shit creek for Motherwell. So I, I was looking for those three subs to happen very early on. What I would say, however, um, I was kind of debating between, when I mentioned to you, I, I said I'd either take Morelos off or one of the midfielders and I seem we didn't have a midfielder on the bench. That's worrying. I, I need to say, we've only got three recognisable midfielders who are fit and available and all three were on the pitch tonight. Jamie Barjonis doesn't even make the bench, which says its own story. We need somebody in pronto, don't we? Definitely. Um, and the worrying sign is that we've let two players that are proven, I know this is Europe, but proven at SPFL level, go. 
you know, Greg Dockett and Ross McCrory have, have went. Ross McCrory, and we all know about your wee, uh, your wee man crushing and Ross McCrory, but... Don't worry, the weekly Ross McCrory <laughs> pod will be coming out soon. <laughs> but, the, but the fact is, we've, we've let them go when we've not really got any options. Okay, we've been unlucky with injuries. We've had a rebo out, we've had Jack. I actually thought we were a bit top-heavy in the centre of the park, if I'm being completely honest. I know that's maybe jumping the gun. But you look at last season, we had six and there was Andy King. And Andy King played about 30 minutes against East Fife or something. Like he played no football at all. And he was pushed against East Fife. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> bargain. exactly. There was no opportunities for him to come in and stake a, sort of stake a place for a first-team position. So maybe that's in his mind. About, like, you know, we had... Cause it, we were set up with six midfielders last season and he didn't even get a kick of the ball when he gets sent back, you know. Maybe there was a bit of that in the mind and we've just been unlucky that they've, you know, they've sort of came at the same time, the Aribo and, and Jack injury. We need we need them fit and, you know, we've got a big, you know, they're going to get burnt out with the amount of games we're playing and I, I hope to God there's no a, a Canadian international game in this um, <laughs> international break because... <laughs> That's going to be all three of our centre midfielders playing, you know, consistently travelling to, you know, an international game as well, which is going to be very tough and hopeful for Jack. But I don't think Aribo is going to hit the, the old firm as well. So unless we bring somebody in, it is quite a priority at the moment. As and, you know, that's I, I'm confident that the board will bring somebody in. I just don't want him to leave it to the last day. You know, yeah. I'm I'd, I'd sleep easier at night knowing that. Somebody was announced tomorrow. Just when you mentioned um, uh, uh, Canadian international there, I thought Arfield, uh, he looked very up for it from start to finish. Probably wasn't his greatest game, but he was, I don't know, he covered a lot of the pitch. Um, I think in the last couple of times he's appeared, it has been very late runs into the box to kind of Scott Arfield the last season, but I thought he was quite disciplined uh, the night. I thought yeah, he'd done really he done, well. He'd done well defensively, that's what I noticed. He seems to get a, quite a slow start this season, Scott Arfield, and everybody writes him off a wee bit, and then he comes into a game, so it's good to see him picking up form. And what what I really like about Arfield is his mentality. You know, it's it's very easy to you know down tools and you know going going huffs, but he really seems to take it positively if he's not playing. He just he comes in, and he says, right, I'm going to you know make. Let the manager make a decision on dropping me. You know, our best player of the park on Sunday's put in a solid performance. You know, if if by some miracle Jack is fit and you know it's it's Sunday, you know what's it's a very hard decision, and I think Arfield would be very hard done by if Jack or something was to come in and just take his place. You know what I mean? I understand he's you know they've played a lot of football and stuff like that, so you need to mix it up a wee bit sometimes, but. He does nothing to to be. He's done nothing to deserve to be dropped. So, um, it's it's good to see. I love I love the mentality, and I hope he keeps it going. And you know, he, he will be a big player for us. It was only a couple of weeks ago we were saying like Arfield's not a first choice, maybe fourth or fifth in the list. Now he's a starter, and that's that's great to see. And it's when you talk about mentality there. Arfield Arfield had to fit his way into a Burnley team and. Although he wasn't getting too much game time when we signed up from Burnley, that was very, very recent. Up and before before that, 
he was a first first team pick for Burnley, mm-hmm. and it wasn't by chance. It wasn't because they were short. He thought it was. He fought his way into that Burnley team. Is I think yeah, we are seeing a bit of a different mentality. If it's right, I feel that I, I he's never struck me as one that's kind of um, been posting missing. In the last couple of years, even if he's not played well, he's tried his absolute hardest and he's put in 100%. But I think, I absolutely, in terms of mentality, he's taking accountability for his own performances and making sure he rises to the level about him. And I just hope that... that uh, Spreads across the team. Aye, behavior, people, people behavior. Who, if he's sitting on a bench with somebody, for example, I would, I'd, I'd love to hear what he's saying, what he's saying to people, you know, the likes of... For example, Jordan Jones or um, George Edmondson or something, they're sitting on the bench there, you know, getting frustrated. And then I think Arfield's the best man to be beside him and saying, you know, that obviously he's, you know, a Rangers fan and things like that. He can explain that and then just say you need to work hard and your chance will come. You know, look at George Edmondson, he hardly played any football. He came in and played, you know, quite a lot of games at the end of last season, you know, so... Um, you know that the chance will be there and it's just up to you to take it and he seems to be doing that every chance he gets you know he puts in a decent performance so on to the fourth goal uh, Connor Golston's drawn from a, a corner again we spoke about it way here on this goal such a such a threat for set pieces and that's um, I, I think towards the end of last season when we were dipping in form you know it was probably the deliveries um, that well, maybe letting us down at set pieces and corners and free kicks, but with the way Tavernier and Barisic are, um, you know, the confidence they have with, with set pieces and knowing that Hadji is now there behind them wanting the ball every second, every day, he wants to take the ball home with him. Um, I, I think we won't go over the point again, but it's something that we should be getting, we should be wanting to get, you know, at least one goal every two games from yeah, a, a yeah. corner. Yeah, absolutely. So we mentioned it earlier, Willem did have a goal chopped off. Um, so it was rightly chopped off. Uh, you know, the ball comes in and the boy headers it. McGregor, good point blank save again. McGregor was excellent. But then with the rebound, the guy puts it in with his arm. But what was really worrying was the defending at this point. Um how does t- the ball comes in and Tavernier misses it? He misses it completely. Like it goes over his head. Or uh, that's um, I don't want to. I don't want to labour the point too much when we've kept a clean sheet. But silly mistakes like that against Galatasaray next week, who we are playing, they won two 0 I, I think we will go punished. Punished, aye, aye. It's a bit like uh, you try to go for a header. <laughs> <laughs> no, not all the lessons have um, uh, played football with me so it's just that I, I did used to play uh, fullback and I was terrible at challenging for the ball I just I gave away a fill every time because it was more dignified than trying to challenge Aye <laughs> uh, um, Listen it was a dangerous ball and I can understand he doesn't want to turn it into his own net and he's, I think he was more trying to like, flick it over and things like that but you seen with the header that the defender got he was a bit surprised with it and you know, it just hit off him really and it just happened to fall to to the striker um for them. And then what I see from McGregor though, that the first one that was phew, how many times are we gonna we say about this about McGregor? I just it's it's reflex saves are just 
absolutely second to none. Um, and obviously it was, and he made the he made a cracking effort to keep out that handball as well, didn't he? Like if it was he um, obviously it was over the line, but it was it just shows again his sort of attitude as well. He's wanting nothing past him. He knows that nothing but a clean sheet is going to mean that he loses his place in Sunday. So it's just great competition. Yeah. I said when we signed John McLaughlin that. See if the very least from what we get from signing McLaughlin is that McGregor has to up his game a bit, then that's a good signing, that's a bonus. Right putting you in your spot, put you on the spot, sorry. Who starts on Sunday in goal? Um, I think it will be McGregor, but I would have McLaughlin. Just because I think McGregor will play against Galatasaray again next week and I'm just worried about how much football he's I'm sure he's as fit as a fiddle and everything but you know he's what's he 37 30, 38 maybe um, I think he could I, I trust John McLaughlin I really do um, and I would like to I would like to keep McGregor maybe a bit fresh for Galatasaray but I think McGregor will play um, just because of that performance but again it's I'm not overly Concerned about McLaughlin coming in. It's I, not. Just see what you see. Like as soon as you, I, I don't even notice the keeper sometimes in the lineup because I just know it'll be one of two hmm. of them. Like you know what I mean? It's it's not like it's such a drop off or anything. You know, I I was rushing um, to get back from work to make kick off, and I had seen the kick off. I had seen the lineup about fifty minutes before kick off. It wasn't until I got in, got in the house at five five minutes before kick off. You told me. The McGregor's and goals, absolutely testament to your point. I, I don't even look at the, the keeper. Uh, I didn't even realise, and uh, that's probably me like, rushing, being stupid <laughs> or whatever. But no, I'm, I'm not worried about the goal team situation, and it's a great feeling to have. Um, I think you're right, McGregor will play against Galatasaray, but I think it's now down to what the, what the manager sees, what he wants to do. If Steven Gerrard wants to have the one keeper in, um, undisputed until proven otherwise, or if he wants to keep them both fresh. I mean, can you name an R team in, team in the world that rotate their keepers? Because I can't think of any off the top of my head, if you know what I mean. And it's it has its advantages and disadvantages, you know. Yeah. But um, I don't want to rotate for the sake of rotating yeah, as well, because yeah. the defence has to get used to it. But um, I think it's a, very much a wait and see what happens on yeah. Sunday. So on Sunday, we travel to Fur Park. I mentioned to you that both teams are travelling back. Uh, Motherwell are coming back from Israel. A bit of a longer journey, you know. They I don't know what they've done with the time difference stuff like that. If they've stuck with UK time or they've tried to adapt. Um, so both teams are travelling, so they're probably both at a disadvantage there. Um, I obviously I'm I'm high in adrenaline. I'm I'm buzzing off this result. I'd be I'd be very very disappointed if Rangers drop points on Sunday, especially after after last week. If Rangers turn up and play well and just do the basics right, they should be steamrolling Motherwell. Yeah, yeah, can't argue with that. It'll be interesting to see how Motherwell react. I feel as though it's always. Us playing Thursday, Sunday, and you know, you can use that as an excuse, obviously, for poor poor form in the league. But 
you know, it's it's good that some some of these teams see some of the situations that we've been in. You know, we we've, we've travelled far distances. Like you remember, we went to to Moscow and things like that, and then we need to come back and play on a Sunday. It's to play Celtic in a, in the uh, Sunday. Ah, uh, exactly. So um, it, it's good that they can experience us. But yeah, we, I mean, realistically, we should be. A bit fresher. I don't know. It's, it's an extra couple of hours in a flight. You wonder how there probably won't be much training be- before then on Sunday. But absolutely three points is a an absolute must. Yeah, bare minimum they need the three points. You and I said after Sunday that in terms of domestically, we've we've got Motherwell, Ross County, and then Celtic in in the league, and. You know, we 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 should be aiming for nine points. It's a very tough ask, especially with Celtic Parkhead. But to you know, we've dropped four points already. We can't afford to drop any more in the kind of first phase of the season. Yeah, and I said it to you like it's it's probably a bad sign, but I'm I'm confident like going into the Celtic game. I'm just I'm just a bit worried about the international break and. How some of the players, you know, if somebody picks up a knock or something, that'll that will obviously be a worry. But maybe Celtic will have a harder time because you look at them and you know they've got internationals all over the pitch. I, in fact, I can hardly think of one which isn't an internationalist. We get the luxury of you know Kent having a bit of time off to work on things. Tavernier, Goldson, McGregor, McLaughlin will probably be away um, with Scotland. So we we might you know we might have a bit more freshness about us you know so we just hope that that you know there's nothing picked mm-hmm. up in international duty so yeah there's no reason to think the next three games nine points but we need to look positive and mm-hmm. um, you know Celtic were you know they got a last minute goal against for greatest respect and nobody somebody mm-hmm. from the Latvian league uh, Riga or something so. You know, sometimes the games are the hardest when you're the the big big favourite. So I don't want to, I wouldn't <clears throat> I wouldn't read too much between the lines. You know that I didn't watch the game, but I'm I'm assuming the you know, ten men behind the ball and they're difficult to break down, and that's how they get a last minute goal. But Celtic aren't exactly flying at the moment, so no. you know this. That's might... why I think yeah, the international break would have suited Celtic better. Like on current form, I know we had the blip last week, but as it as it stands now, Rangers are still the informed team out of the two. And so the international break has the opportunity to take the sting out of the momentum for Rangers and give Celtic a chance to restart. But I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. I think, um, first and foremost, we need to win on Sunday. And remember that Celtic do have a hard game against Hibs. Yeah. The only, the only thing we're saying that we're the informed team, Celtic are winning ugly. Yeah, too. So... You know, may not maybe playing the better football, more attractive than I, uh, more convincing. But I take one and ugly over playing nice, nice football. You know, you can never have me be positive or happy, <laughs> can you? Here's me off for a piss and vinegar after a four 0 win, half a bottle of wine down, and no. Keeping your feet in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Scott, I think that's a a good time to round off, but. Again, we'll put both. We'll both put each other on the spot. Give me a prediction for Sunday. Three uh, one. Three one. I'll go. I'll go to now Rangers. 
Um, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with a one one nil when the the throw in comes off the back of the ref and bubbles in. But I'd take anything. <laughs> any any changes you would make to the, the start of I did say to you half time that Barisic, although he's not been terribly poor, I think he has been cat. Always as if he's been carrying a knock. I think he could do with the rest and. I think we do need to start using the squad. We don't want to get in a situation where play like last season where players are playing 50, 60 games just because there are no options. Bassey's looked decent when he's come in. I'd, I'd play Bassey left back. The only... So, see for me, um, going into Sunday, the, right, the keeper can get changed and I don't think you'd see a big drop-off. The, the midfield three, there's absolutely no options there. I think Kent... And Hadji are, you know, stick-ons as well. Um, the only positions really up for debate. I've seen Gerard do it a few times is maybe bring in Defoe um, instead of Morelos. Now, I don't think he will, but I'd say that's pretty nailed on. I think the only position maybe is goalkeeper and centre-half maybe getting rotated. Per- personally, for me, is the only positions which might get altered. Um, for the weekend, Barn if there was any injuries picked up, so maybe Balogun comes in for Hollander. That's maybe the only change we'll see to the outfield, outfield team. But I can see him maybe making a few changes next week at home to Ross County. Um, I know Ross County can can be decent, and maybe I'm underestimating them a bit. But that's maybe the game we see the four coming on. That you know, especially after a. A game against Galatasaray, who knows, might might go into extra time and everything. And you know these boys have played a really lot of football, so that's the um, that I think there might be a bit of rotation at Ross County, but I can see the same eleven or maybe a couple of changes. As I say, in the centre half, a goalkeeper position. Yeah. Well, either way, as long as we get the three points. Absolutely. But Scott, thanks very much for yeah. coming on, talking through a, a tremendous four one win. Ah, what a difference it is doing a doing a podcast after a victory, isn't it? Yeah. I said that it was rubbish doing it after yeah. a dropping points, but I in a good mood and looking forward to Sunday. Really, is a Jekyll and Hyde factor. But thank you everybody for listening, and we'll speak to you after Sunday. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.